I want to address a technical issue that we're having during the recording of this episode. Alan was on about a three to four second time delay for his recording. So when we were speaking, it was fluent and we weren't interrupting each other. But during the editing process, I noticed the difference in time, which resulted in me cutting him off a few times during the transition periods. I had to leave those transitions in so you would get his full point and then so the rest of what I was saying would actually make sense. So I hope that that's not too distracting and I hope you guys can enjoy the episode anyways. All right, thanks. Welcome to episode five of the Second Summit podcast with Alan Burgess and Dan Maycover. How's it going, Al? Well, 21 minutes. 21 minutes. Not as good as it was a year ago at this time. But hey, I've gained a lot of weight, you know? So I'm not going to be upset with it. It just is what it is. I have a benchmark. It was a beatdown. <laughs> I think I should have looked at the clock more. I think next time I'll do that. I decided I'm not going to look at the stopwatch at all. I'm just going to set it and then start going. And when I'm done, I'll look and see what my time was. But I think maybe if I was looking at it once in a while, I could have picked up my pace a little here. Yeah, sometimes that clock, it works against you when you're keeping your eye on it. But sometimes when you're setting a pace, say, okay, well, I'm going to do so many burpees per minute. Then you can really shoot to push yourself and to get a little bit better. I think that might have been the thing to do. And next time, that's what I will do. Because I guarantee one thing is I will beat 2108 the next time I get to try that. That I'm sure of. Much more than that, I don't know. But I'm sure of that. That 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off routine, that one was brutal. (laughs) I started off hammering the jump rope. I hate the jump rope. I hate the (laughs) jump rope. I don't see that changing. I started off hammering, and then I think as I get more tired, I don't know. By my second three-minute go-around, I just could not. My last 20 seconds, I don't think I even got around twice before I stub up. Wouldn't I get irritated? Well, I got to tell you something that I think is important. Well, first of all, I hit five minutes and I was completely roached. I'm like, I got to go to 30 minutes. Okay. And I'm doing, my squats went pretty good. And I'm doing my burpees, but my push-ups were just killing me. And when I hit 18 minutes, I had to start doing push-ups off my knees. And this goes right into what we talked about last week with ego and fear of failure. Because there was a part of me that just wanted to quit and say, I couldn't do it. Sorry. Rather than just go from my knees and keep working. I knew the right thing to do was to keep working. But man, I'll tell you, it was hard for me. I felt like I was admitting defeat. And now going down on my knees was taking the easy way out. But I was done. I couldn't push myself up anymore. I know how important it is to just keep working. So that's what I did. Worked through it. And I came here and I admitted it. And I feel better about it all. There is no shame for modifying that workout so you can keep working. What would have been worse is if you would have quit, like you were saying. And I think that that's really what we're all about here. You know, the second summit. The whole reason that, that I was thinking about that name, second summit, is because, man, it is hard. It is hard to know that you did 100 burpees in 17 minutes 
almost a year ago to the day. And then you had to go back and you're looking at this at this new truth of 21 minutes, which is fine. What would be worse than getting 21 minutes on 100 burpees is not doing any burpees, you know? And what's worse than going down to your knees <clears throat> on your push-ups is cutting out the push-ups altogether or calling it at 18 minutes. So I think, no, I think that that's great. I think you should be proud that you persevered through the workout. You gutted it out. <laughs> so what I want to know is, did you do the burpees? I want to know what you yes, did. Yes, know, I did. We all want to know what you're talking And uh, I got a new personal <laughs> record. Uh, I got nine minutes and 46 seconds. So I was pretty uh, pretty stoked about that. <laughs> and what, <laughs> what was key to wow. that was exactly what you were talking about. When I first started, I got like 15 really quick, like the first minute. And then I kept going at a pretty quick pace and everything. And I just kept thinking, like, if I'm close to 10 per minute, that'll put me under 10. I just kept watching that clock and just take a couple breaths for my breather and then go right back to it. But yeah, I was, I was really happy because I really wasn't expecting that. When I looked back at my previous time, it was 11 something. And I thought for sure I was going to go slower this time. But, you know, I've lost a little bit of weight. I'm eating a little cleaner. I tell you, it's amazing to me. How you can beat me up so hard with just a rope in the ground, my own body weight, just yeah, in well, my living room. Yeah, and that's a really great tie-in for the topic of the day, which is COVID-19 and our response to it. So this question was actually posed by a listener. The root of the question was, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there trying to get back into working out, and they've been affected by the COVID-19, the quarantine, gyms closed, all this stuff. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that. So that's the topic. Before we get really into that question, I want to back it up one step and ask a different question. At the beginning of this whole epidemic, when we started the shutdown, when gyms started closing, why don't you think that people started working out right then? They said, okay, well, we're going to have a couple weeks where I don't have to go to work or where... I may have some more free time than normal. Why didn't they start working out? Or for those people that were already working out, why did they stop? I think it has a lot to do with a shock to the system. Here you are. Your whole routine has been completely uprooted. You find this all the time. How many times have you sat home? You've been home on a Saturday and said to yourself, well, today I have so much free time. Wow, I can do whatever I want. I can do this. I can. And before you know it, half the day is gone and you haven't actually accomplished anything. When your routine gets thrown off, I think it's very, very difficult to find your new routine and how you're going to yeah, make it Yeah, and I think that that goes right back to something that we've talked about before is when you don't have a plan, what happens? Something happens, but you're just not controlling it. I think another part of that is that I don't know if it was so much the COVID, the quarantine, and this that, that really changed it. I think you can relate this, and you see it often, with any kind of major change in someone's life, whether you get a new job, whether you're moving, divorce, death, deployment, any kind of big life-changing, have a new kid, any big event like that, you'll see people back off working on their goals. And what's interesting, absolutely, what's interesting to me about that Everything. is a lot of times in those stressful situations, what you really need as a person is like an anchor. 
you need somebody, something to hold you in the one place of kind of who you are, which is working on your goals, right? If I'm a guy that really enjoys being in the gym and I'm feeling super stressed out, then I should probably go to the gym because I know that I like that. And what happens when you don't do that or you don't work on your goals, that starts to become something that stresses you out and adds to the stress. I will tell you, whenever you're looking to make a big change, I see this in the world of recovery all the time. It's something we preach until we're blue in the face. The last thing you want is isolation. Isolation and making big changes do not go together. It's a problem right from the beginning because when you want to make a big change, you need to be around people in energy that's encouraging you to make that change. Sitting by yourself all alone is a very hard way to make a big move. So it goes back to, I think it was the very first episode that I said, you don't change over a joint in a motivational song. It's very easy to get excited in the moment to say, this is what I'm going to do. This goes back to everything we talk about. It goes back to don't wait till Monday. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm so excited about it. Nothing's going to stop me. But when you have to sit alone and try to do that, it's very, very difficult. In any situation, it's very important to find people that will go with you, like-minded people. If you look, you can find them in any walk of life, in any situation. Yeah, and they don't necessarily need to be face-to-face with you in person. We're lucky. We live in 2020. We live in a world with things like iPhones and Zoom meetings, and we've got access to more information than we ever have before. So you can find that connectedness. You just have to understand when when you need it. Yeah, take a look at the world around us. It's so fun, too. You want to talk about getting excited. You start making connections with people that feel the same way you do. People that you're attracted to because maybe they're doing something different than what you do. Not only can it be motivating, it can be yeah. really, really exciting. It becomes a habit you don't want to let go that's when it really gets fun is when you're doing something new that you're that you're excited yeah, that you're I think into. that I think that we've answered the question of why we think people stopped working out or why people didn't start right at the beginning of all this. Here's a common question that we ask on the podcast. So now what? Okay, I didn't work out. I stopped working out or I didn't start working out. Okay, now what? What do we do now? The future is now. What we do is we grab a hold of it. There's so much information out there on, say, YouTube, where if you want the answers, go find them and start doing your workouts one piece at a time. Start making your friends put it out there. Hey, this is what I'm doing. Start a Facebook group. Join a Facebook group. Talk to other people. Set your goals. Get some partners yeah, to come with I you. I think that if you, if you boil it down, we've identified why we didn't do it. We're at this point where we're like, okay, so now what? And when you really boil it down, you just got to make that first step. And there's this philosophy out there called Stoicism. There's a lot of Greek historical meaning behind that philosophy. And famously, prisoners of war typically are Stoic in their beliefs and in their values. And it's finding meaning through suffering and just basically doing something just to do it. So I listen to a lot of motivational people and they'll say stuff like, well, you know how I stop eating sugar? I stop eating sugar. How do I wake up early every day? 
I wake up early every day. I think that there's some value to that idea because I think a lot of times people will hold themselves back by making something a little bit more complicated than it needs to be. How can I start working out more? Well, the simple stoic answer would be work out more. There's no intermediate step there from a stoicism standpoint. And I like that idea because I think it addresses a major problem with people starting something. And I think the message there is just do something. But I do think that stoicism falls short in some aspects because it doesn't address a barrier. One of my goals that I've talked about on the podcast is waking up earlier. There's got to be a reason six months ago when I was setting my alarm that I would snooze it for an hour. There's some reason, whether I like that reason or I don't like it, there's a reason that I'm doing that. And until I understand that reason, I can't stop doing that. And I think that that's where stoicism misses the mark because if you tell me, well, just don't, don't snooze, just wake up. If I knew how to do that, then I would. I would be doing it already. So there are some circumstances where stoicism, in my opinion, falls short. What's your take on that, Al? Here's what I don't like about that. It's not that I'm against that mentality, but I think that that's a really good motivation for a soldier who's going into war. I think it's a really good motivation for someone who already has the courage to change. This is what you're going to do, and this is how you're going to do it. And someone who's looking for the answer, what am I going to do and how am I going to do it, will take that as motivation. Yes, I'm going to do that. But someone who's just trying to figure out how do I quit smoking, how do I find the motivation to start losing weight, that can be a very condescending statement. Well, I'll tell you what I do. I just do it. I experienced this a lot when I was quitting smoking. People always want to tell me, oh, well, I didn't use the patch. I think quitting lasts longer if you don't use the patch. It really, almost like the fact that I quit with the patch made it not count, made it not real. And I had to really like get that out of my head. Wait a minute. What matters here is that I stopped smoking cigarettes. It doesn't matter what method I use or who says they quit without the patch and they're a better quitter than I am. You know, I don't even know. But I know this. You need, if you don't have the courage to change yet, and that's what it takes. The change takes a lot of courage. It is very scary to not know how you're going to feel. So work is hard for your average person to get through. Most people, let's be honest, don't love their job. So work is hard to get through. Now I'm going to go through work without my cigarettes at 9 and 12 and 115. Or I'm going to go through work without my candy bar. Whatever it is that makes me feel good during the day, I'm going to take that away. That is very, very nerve-wracking. So when you're finding it really hard to find the courage to take that step, you don't really want to hear somebody telling you, well, the way you do it is you just don't do it. It's okay to take the time to build yourself up to that and take one step at a time. I eat four candy bars a day, so I'm only going to eat one. I smoke two packs of cigarettes, so I'm going to wear a patch. That's okay to start that. You need to understand that it's going to be part of a goal that you're going to keep moving. Yeah, and we started this podcast with the workout reviews talking about how I would much rather see you go down to your knees on push-ups for the last 12 minutes and stop doing push-ups at all. One candy bar a day is way better than four. 
That's a significant improvement. And I think you can find some common things here with the Stoicism point of view and this other point of view that we're talking about. And I think the common thread there is a commitment. You're making a commitment. I think that's how you mentally start the changes. You make a commitment. The Stoic people out there, they just commit to that thing. I'm just going to wake up early. That's it. And the people that are starting one step at a time, they need to dig in a little bit deeper and find that why. And that why is always very important to find. Why do I want to wake up earlier? Why do I want to lose weight? Why do I want to be healthier? So you find that why and you make it important to you and you commit. And that's how you make really any change. There is no one size fits all. On no, anything, I, I don't is think there? so. I mean, everything is so, everyone's so different. You have different personality. You have different goals. You can't look at one thing and say, well, in all cases, this process will work. No, it's just I heard once and I've always loved, I can't remember who answered the question this way, but some fitness guy. And they asked him, what do you think the best diet is? And his answer was, the one that works for you, the one that you can follow to say that this diet's the best or that diet's the best. Millions of people have lost weight on a million different diets. It's what you can do. It's what you can follow. It's how you can improve yourself and feel better about yourself. It's the best way for you to do it. Some people respond well to being yelled at. Some people don't. Some people respond well to being hugged and told their love. Yeah, and- Some people don't. You brought me to work when you said some people respond to getting yelled at and some people don't. That goes right into you have to know your audience. You have to know what motivates people. And in this discussion, the version of that is you have to know yourself, right? The very first thing that you need to do is to know what will and what won't work for you. You got to start there. You got to find out what's going to work for you. You got to find a why. You got to make that commitment. So now you've kind of prepared mentally to make this change. Okay, I haven't been going to the gym. I've been using the COVID thing as an excuse. I've My gym's been shut down, but I haven't been working out on my own. Okay, well, I'm going to change that mentally. I'm going to reinforce why it's important to me. I'm going to make a commitment to myself that I'm going to be a healthier person or I'm going to achieve these goals. And when I'm talking about fitness, I think I've said this before, but I really use that just as an analogy for really any goal. You can apply this to to other things if you're working on those other things. We've really hit a lot of how to prepare yourself mentally to make this change. So now, what am I physically going to do? How do you think people get from where they are physically? What do they physically do to get from where they are now to where they want to be, or at least moving in that direction? Well, you got to start somewhere. What the plan is, is to start moving whatever your workout's going to be, however you're going to start, and to start feeling better. And that will build on itself. Oh, I feel good. And now I feel even better. I want to feel even better. And I don't know that you can do that without taking that first step. So if you can't run, walk, and walk until you can run, just like what you had me do this last week, set a benchmark. That, I think, is so helpful. Look, we're not asking to break any records here. We don't care. We just need to know what's our benchmark. Let me go out and let me run as far as I can and time it. Don't do it in distance if you can't run. If you can run 40 seconds, then maybe, just maybe, 
Tomorrow you can run 45 seconds. If you can run 45 seconds, you can probably run 50 seconds. If you can run 50 seconds, you can probably run a minute. We can keep incrementally getting better if we know yes. where we're at. And I think what you need to do right at the very beginning, it was one of the first things that you said was you have to make that plan. And that plan should be as good as you can possibly make it. It doesn't have to be perfect. That holds a lot of people back from starting. It holds me. That's one problem that I have. I won't start something until I can see the whole thing kind of unravel. So you want to make a good plan. And that can be an 80% solution. That's a great place to start. You're always going to have to make some adjustments. Once you have your plan, it's time to execute it. And the number one thing that makes people fail in the execution of their plan is their time management. So you have to be deliberate with when exactly you're going to make these changes. You got to carve out that time in the day for yourself to be able to do that. So that's kind of like the very, the prep of physically doing it, but there's some physical things that you do. You write down that plan and then you follow that plan. And the interesting thing when you're making that plan to think of is that almost anything out there will work and give you some results if you just stick to it. P90X, let's take that one for example, or Insanity or any other trendy workout programs. In my opinion, the reason that those work so well is because it's kind of a gimmick to get you to keep doing it for 90 days. In, in my opinion, I think that if you do almost anything for 90 days, if I went out for a run and I can change the distance and the paces and all that kind of stuff to make sure I get plenty of recovery. But if I go and run every day for 90 days, at the end of 90 days, I'm going to see some kind of improvement. If I'm eating a good, healthy diet for 90 days, I should notice some kind of difference at 90 days. So understand the most important thing when you're making your plan is to choose something that you will do consistently. Probably people out there think that I would love to see everybody do 100 burpees every day. But I don't because I don't think that you'll get through a week of that without saying, well, I don't want to do this anymore. No, I want you to do the thing that you like doing that will keep you coming back. If that's swimming, if it's running, if it's rowing, if it's lifting weights, whatever that thing is that you know you'll be able to consistently do and you'll look forward to doing, that's what you need to do. You know what two things are keeping me working out right now? Because it's hard for me. I would be completely lying to you if I said it's not a struggle for me to do my workouts throughout the week. It's definitely time management. And it's like, I have the time. But when I get out of work, I need to do the workout then. Once I sit down, get visiting, get talking about making supper, let an hour go by, I'm not going to do the workout. Time management is huge for me and accountability. The accountability of this podcast, my commitment to not lying. I do have a very strong commitment, especially in my recovery, to not tell white lies, to not ever come on this podcast and say I did the workout if I did not. So the accountability of knowing that on this podcast, if you ask me how did the workout go and I have to tell you I didn't do it, I just really don't want to do that. For me, I'm really happy I found this accountability. And that's what you have to do is find what works for you. And I kind of stumbled upon this. I didn't realize it was going to be so motivating for me not to say I didn't do it. 
because I said I didn't do it on the very first one, and I didn't like that. And I don't want to have to say it again. Whether or not I will end up saying it again or not, time will tell. But as for right now, that is my major motivating factor. Yeah, yeah, and finding that finding that motivation, that will to, to keep going, that's what, that's what everybody needs to do. So you got to be sure that you pick a diet that's reasonable. Pick a workout routine that's reasonable. If you haven't worked out for a year, it doesn't make any sense for you to go on a seven-day-a-week workout routine. You'd be better off starting at one and actually getting that one done, one per week. And then just like we've done on this podcast, right? We started off with one. We did that for a couple of weeks. Then we're up to two. You know, maybe maybe we'll push it up to three in a in a little while once we get some success at two. <laughs> <laughs> not anytime soon right you know we'll, we'll step by step but uh you know three times a week that, that's good we didn't start it three times a week right we're working our way there it wouldn't have worked i would have loved to have thought yes dan i'm ready to go as hard as i was going before but that's not how you reach that second summit that leads you to frustration you don't want to ever set a goal that you're not that you have no intention. Yeah, not only of did you not do the workout, reaching. but now you feel ashamed that you didn't do it too, which is even worse, which will cause you to miss other workouts. <laughs> so it's this big <laughs> snowball. That's the biggest danger that you have in this transition is you got to keep your expectations reasonable for yourself. Keep the promises that you make to yourself. When you learn to trust yourself, that is very powerful and you will continue to stay on the path that you set. And I think that that really, that kind of brings us to the end of how to physically get, get this thing going. You're going to make a plan and you're going to follow that plan and you're going to tailor that plan to exactly the things that you will be able to do consistently and be reasonable with yourself. Here's, I think, where a lot of people are struggling with our specific situation right now. The gyms are closed, so what do I do? And what do you think about that, Al? What do you think that the answer is... If fitness is my goal, but the gyms are closed, how do you think I handle that? Oh, oh, oh. if you have the ground, my friend, you can get in shape. Some rings are better than just the ground. A few dumbbells, a jump rope is nice. But I'm telling you right now, with nothing more than gravity in your body weight, you can reach any level of shape you want to get to. There is no reason to think you need all this high-tech stuff to work out. Now, if that's something you want, I'm not knocking you down for going and getting it. But I am telling you that that is not an excuse. Because all I have is a lawn. A set of rings, a jump rope, which I have come very close to cutting up on many occasions. Did I say a set of rings? <laughs> okay, well, I got a set of rings. <laughs> it's amazing. I hate those. You know how many different workouts you can do with just a set of rings? And you don't have to go buy some, even though they're cheap. You can come up with something. You can tie some rope you can tie a rope into some loops i mean there's just no limit to what you can do with basically nothing gravity is the best piece of workout equipment that there yeah, and everybody is. has it and it's free <laughs> so yeah i think i agree 100 with you al that body weight and gravity that's it that that's all you need one definitely <laughs> 
Well, you agree. Yeah, I mean, and, you taught it to me. Well, the other thing about it is that you don't necessarily need a person that's given you workouts to do this stuff. We mentioned earlier, we live in 2020. We've got Google, we've got YouTube. There's all kinds of follow along workouts. If you Google body weight workout routine, you'll have multiple millions of hits on Google with that. So there's no reason that you can't get out there. Now, that might not be ideal, but you can make some significant progress. You know, I've got a lot of people that have asked me, yeah, I can do body weight stuff, but I'm really trying to get stronger. I'm trying to improve my strength. Add that to the end of your Google search. Body weight exercises for building strength because they exist. If you've if you've never tried doing a pistol squat, which I'll put a video up of what that looks like, that's a body weight workout that definitely builds mm-hmm. strength. It's a single leg squat and it's pretty challenging. Uh, you can do jumping. You can do all this all this other stuff that will build strength and power. People get have this idea in their head that well, if I want to get stronger, I can't do that. I need. I need to bench press to get stronger. I need to, to curl in the squat rack to get stronger. But that's just not the case. Find a body weight routine. That's option number one. Option number two is you can start building your own little home gym. Now, I'll probably eventually go through kind of what my home gym is and what that entails, but I don't expect everyone to have a squat rack, a deadlifting platform, a barbell, all this stuff. When I say build your own little home gym, I mean, just like what Alan's talking about, the rings, that's a great place to start. If you don't have something that you can do pull-ups from or that you could hang a set of rings or a suspension trainer from, that's a good first place to start. What's a, for guys like me, uh, suspension oh, trainer would be what's like, a suspension train? uh, TRX. Have you seen those TRX bands with the handles? It's very similar. It looks just like rings, only it has a different handle on it. That's a great place to start. You start with a, with a pull-up bar or a set of rings, and you can do so much with that. That is so versatile. Then I think the next thing that I like for versatility are resistance bands. My personal preference is I don't really like the ones with the handles on them. I like the ones that are loops. Like they're they're 41 inch loops. I would buy a set because you might think, well, I'm not that strong right now. I only need the light ones. Well, you can use these bands for so much. One good example of something where you might want a heavy band if you're not very strong right now is with pull-up assistance. You strap that resistance band to the pull-up bar, hook your knee into the loop, and that strong resistance band will help you pull yourself up to the bar. So a set of really good resistance bands is a great place to start, and you can do so much with them. Uh, There's some other options that you have. You've got some do-it-yourself things. If you don't want to spend a lot of money, you don't want to invest a lot into a home gym situation. One thing that I've made recently is a set of medicine balls. Medicine balls are expensive to buy new. What's not expensive are those little Mm. playground balls, dodgeball or kickball balls. You can get those for 10 bucks on Amazon. And what you do is you get like, you get this play sand from Home Depot that costs three or four bucks. So you're about, you're less than $15 invested into this thing. And you've got a 15 pound uh, medicine ball that you, that's very versatile. You cut a slit in the ball, you fill it up with the sand, you tape it up and you're good to go. So that's a really good thing. You can also make your own sandbags. 
and that that gets a little bit more complicated but uh those that 50 pound bag of play sand from home depot that's pretty good you could just i mean really you could use just that bag to work out with wrap it with some duct tape or something to, to make sure that it doesn't split apart any kind of resistance um other things i would recommend having obviously i'm a fan of the jump rope those come cheap and it's a great cardio exercise it's really the cheapest piece of cardio equipment that you're going to get. And then other smaller things yeah. like ab wheel, the, again, super cheap and super effective on uh, exercise ball, the big ones that you can do your sit-ups on. And if you do get other weights, you can, you can use it kind of like a bench. You may want a mat if you're going to do some yoga stuff, or if you're going to be doing a lot of planks and push-ups and stuff like that. Uh, another thing that you see all the time for free or for really cheap are tires, right? I'll give Alan some some workouts here and there, flipping tires. How effective do you think that is, Al, flipping tires? <laughs> oh, flipping that tire kills me. And I'll tell you, too, jumping through it, for whatever reason, I enjoy even when it's hard. It really makes me feel like <laughs> yeah. an athlete when I'm jumping. Yeah, the tire, the I mean, it, it's <laughs> unconventional and it makes it, makes it interesting, you know. Like I said earlier, at some point, I'll go back through and I'll go through everything I got in my home gym. And we'll really talk about how to make a, a good setup that you want. But pretty much anything further than what I've already talked about, now you're talking about getting into some kettlebells and some dumbbells that you can do work with. And if you are going to buy your dumbbells, I would recommend starting off with adjustable dumbbells. That way you don't have this huge investment. I mean, some adjustable dumbbells are very expensive, but you can get relatively cheap ones from like Dick's Sporting Goods or from Walmart that you can adjust the weight on. So, And all of this stuff is things that you can do piece by piece by piece. When you add a new piece of equipment, you add a new workout. If you don't have it, you can do a different workout that you don't need it for. That targets yeah. the same muscle area. None of this is something you have to make a list of and go out and get all those things. These are all just things that will help you move around, be versatile. But none of them are a must-have to work yeah, out. Yeah, that's exactly none right. And the very first thing that you should do is you should make a plan of just body weight to start if you don't have any gym equipment. And then you add, just like Alice was talking about, you add piece by piece and your workouts become a little bit more complex and you just step through it. Because it's frustrating. It's frustrating to buy a piece of equipment and then not use. You don't want to motivate yourself by buying the piece of equipment. Get moving. Get doing stuff first. Then buy the equipment. Don't put the... My advice is don't put the cart before the horse. I've seen it too many times where you go out and buy a treadmill because you figure, well, if I invest this much money in a treadmill, I'll definitely start running. Only for that thing to collect dust until it finally gets yes. thrown away. Yeah, and, the, and I would, I mean, I definitely agree. You don't want to go out and spend a ton of money on specifically cardio equipment. You see that so often in people's houses that they've got a treadmill that they don't use or an elliptical or an exercise bike that just doesn't get used. So get the stuff that you know you'll use. You know, start moving first, make the habit of doing something, and then add those little pieces in. More than likely, once you start moving, you'll generate this own, your own list in your head. You'll be like, man, it'd be really nice if I had to pull a bar. Yeah, I could do a lot more with that. Then if I got some rings, that'd be really good too. Then some resistance, and it'll just grow from there. All right, well, I think that that really wraps up everything that we had to talk about here for covid what about uh, goals for the week, Al? Do you have any updates for us? 
I weighed myself the other day, and I've gone from 230 to 226. Staying off the Mountain Dew, eating the low calories. I'm pretty excited about that. Finally, I got this scale moving in the right direction. I don't have to have major gains or anything like that. I just really, really need to stop yeah, gaining that's, that's great. Once you see that progress, that's another layer of motivation other, too. Yeah. Can you just keep the Mountain Dew out? Continue to eat rice instead of macaroni and cheese. Lean meats. Packing lunches and taking to work. This stuff is really working. <laughs> and I think your workouts might have I'm something glad I to do help, with it. <laughs> yeah. And I also have got my dining room completely sheetrocked in half of my living room. This weekend coming up is my daughter's birthday. So I'm really hoping that by n- the end of next weekend, I can have all the sheetrock on and all the mud on to be ready to paint. Because I have a new baby coming pretty soon. So my family's mental health and happiness depends a lot on us being ready when that baby comes. And I think I'm going to get there. So I'm excited about that. How about you? Where are you at? Yeah, I'm, uh, you know I'm we doing want to pretty hear good about. too. I'm down. I'm also down four pounds this week. I weighed in at 192, and so that's going pretty well. I'm staying disciplined on the diet, so I'm happy with that. Uh, the word, the waking up part, I've gotten even better this week. So yeah. every day except one, I got up on the first alarm. Alarm goes off. Open my eyes. Turn the light on. Stretch it out. Probably within two minutes, I'm up and out of bed. Now, the one time that I failed, it wasn't really that bad, but I did. I didn't meet my goal. Every once in a while, I change what sound I wake up to, or if I change the time, it's a preset thing. So this specific alarm had a song on it, and usually those alarms will play through, and it's like a 30-second clip, and it will just repeat over and over and over again. Well, this one was a song. It was one or two minutes, and it didn't repeat. It just got to the end of the song and stopped, and I had fall, I fell back asleep. I wasn't real happy that, that 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 happened. However, the good thing was I think my body's adjusting. So I only fell back asleep for like 20 minutes. So I got up with plenty of time to get everything done in the morning that I wanted to uh, so it could have been a lot worse. You know, I could have been late. I, I think that consistency is what really made the difference. So so I'm really happy with the way that that's been going. I've been doing yoga in the morning still. I feel great. That really gives me a lot of energy throughout the day. Now I'm finding some weak areas in my flexibility and range of motion. And I just, I feel good. You know, I go to bed tired. I sleep better. Well, that's good stuff. That's what we do. We keep improving. So I'd say it's probably just never time for you to give me a workout. Well, before we do, I do want to give a shout out to Kate for doing the 100 burpee challenge and posting it on the page. We're really excited about that. And we appreciate your hard work. We hope to see more joining in this week. Without further ado, let's get into it. Workout number one. Okay, we're going to do our warm up. Get moving. Al, that for you means we're going to stick right where we're, we've been. Two rounds of three minutes on your, your old buddy, the jump rope. From there, we're going to move on into single leg Romanian deadlifts. And some people out there might need a video for yeah. that one because it's not a real common uh, thing that we talk about, but you've probably seen it done before. So don't get too, uh, too worried about it. It is a little challenging to keep your balance, but again, there'll be a video coming out on that. All right. So single leg Romanian deadlifts, followed by lunge, followed by goblet squats, a 45 second wall sit and supermans oh. and a 45 second plank. 
Yeah. You do 10 reps on everything. So for the single leg Romanian deadlift and the lunge, you're going to complete all of the reps for one leg and then switch over to the other one. All right. And uh, I know this is your favorite question to ask Al. (laughs) You're going to do that four times through. 45 second wall sets. Yep. And planks. All right. We'll have some stuff to talk about. We try not to swear on the podcast, but we'll see <laughs> yeah. how well that works All next right. week. Well, that's workout number one. Workout number two. <laughs> Same warm-up. And then these are all also 10 reps. We're going to go for some pike push-ups, inverted row. And if you can't do the inverted row, you can substitute bent over row. Then you're going to do a push-up into a renegade row. So when you do your push-up, Al, you're going to down, up, and you're going to have your dumbbells under your hands. You pull up on one side, and then you pull up on the other side, and that's one rep. Uh Push-up, row, each arm, that's one rep. All right. Then we're going to go into bicep curls, tricep extensions. For you, Al, I want you to do those on the rings. I know we've we've worked on that before. So and then kayaks. We're gonna do ten of everything except for the kayaks. We're gonna do twelve kayaks, and we're repeating that four times as well. You're gonna be some good workouts good, this good. week, Dan. I'm ready. I'm ready. Might as well be because I'm gonna do it either way, right? So I might as well set my mind to it. Be excited. That's it. Man. See if that we're, scale will drop. Creating a little habits. More, huh? We're developing uh, new strengths and weaknesses, and we're just gonna keep getting after it. Well, next week, we're going to be talking about denial. If you haven't noticed, we've got a new Facebook group. We made that because some pe- some of the feedback that we got was the page wasn't as user-friendly. I had some people trying to post stuff on there, and we couldn't see it and all this stuff. So we figured it would just be easier to make the Facebook group. So hopefully, you guys are all seeing that. Uh, invite your friends to that thing. Let's make this as big and widespread as we can possibly make it. And feel free to post Post whatever you want. If you want to ask questions on the Facebook group, do that. Post a picture of you working out, do that. Whatever you want. Whatever you want to talk about with regards to and supporting each other. And we've got our YouTube channel up, so subscribe to that. Subscribe to the podcast. Just thanks for listening, guys. It's really a great feeling to have people reach out and ask questions and interact and to see people doing the workouts and and supporting each other. I know that there's guys on the group that don't know each other and I see them posting positive things in the comment sections of their posts. And it's just really cool to see complete strangers support each other that way. So keep that up guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us and we'll see you next week and we'll all be just a little better. 